Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Soccer Specialist Podcast. Bella is out sick today, so we're going to just jump right in. Originally, I was going to tell you this wonderful, heartwarming adventure story about this guy named King Arthur, who was a genius, genius at youth soccer development. But we're going to save that for another time, because instead, I'm going to tell you a story about a soccer team. I think there are a lot of lessons in this story, a lot of things both parents and players uh, can take away. The overall, I, I guess, um, message for me is a lot of you have probably seen my uh, my little, <laughs> very professionally done graphic that I've used about youth soccer development and the, the ups and downs and, and how it can seem like you're not developing at all over a, a long period of time and you can have jumps forward. Sometimes you can regress and uh, and all that. So. We go way back, like more than a decade back to the first year of a travel coach or club coaching for me. Um, some places that means two different things, which I find strange. But anyway, originally I had gotten roped into volunteering to coach a season of, of rec ball when that was actually still a viable option now with travel teams, having as many teams as they can. You don't see a lot of recreational uh, soccer but I'd been roped into a, a season of that because the team didn't have a coach. That went well. Uh, through that season, I was getting bugged by some of the parents about coaching a uh, club team, a travel team, the, the next season uh, for fall with some of those players, which it took me, I got to tell you, it took me a long time to actually say yes to that because I knew the way I was going to do it, it was just going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of work. And eventually I did say yes. So um, I guess in July before the uh, fall season, really, we got out there um, early. It was the first practice that we had. It was the first time I even really knew who was on my team because of the way it worked out. We didn't go through the tryout process and everything because I didn't decide to do this till like uh, uh, May or, or June. And it was basically a couple of the parents from the rec team that I coached um, went and found enough players, I guess, players that they knew had been been cut from a, a, a travel team or maybe they weren't happy where they were. I, I don't even remember. So had that team had a, a, a good fall season for our, our first season. And then in um, we had 11 players for 8v8. I knew, man, within a week or two, I knew at least three of them we're not gonna, and I don't just mean by develop developmentally. I said that young age again, you don't never know for sure. But I just didn't think they were going to want to continue to play. They weren't really, really in it. They they took a shot, and I just so anyway. So they didn't come back. But then we also had a a player. Um, this still irks me because I don't think this was was handled well, but. It, the A team, because like I said, we were a new team, the A team at that age group that had their tryouts and this and that. Um, one of the players that they cut, they decided to go with 11 for their 8v8 team instead of 12. That's how little they thought of this this player. And they cut, cut her, so she was obviously, when we formed a team, she played for us and played that fall season. And then they took her um, to the A team in December. Um, and that left us 
Um, well, we almost did. We almost didn't even survive our first year because they, that left us going into the uh, the spring season with seven players. Um, luckily, we were able to pick some up. So between losing a really talented player and then our number situation, uh, spring was spring was kind of. It was tough. I mean, it was very competitive. It was tough in terms of wins because we just couldn't score goals. I believe we were two, four, and four. And I think we scored 13 or 14 goals in those 10 games. Uh, but still, by being two, four, and four, you can see that we, we didn't give up many goals. We were, we were competitive. We were a win in every game. But it just it just wasn't clicking. It was a, it was a tough season. So, I mean, one of the things you get out of this, again, is you're always going to have seasons filled with advert. Now, again, like I said, we weren't getting blown out. You know, every game was competitive. I think our two wins were one nothing. Our losses, I think we had one two-goal loss. The rest were uh, one goal. And, and obviously, you know what a tie is. But uh, it was still difficult because it just didn't seem like we were making the progress Um that we should have been making based on the, the effort and everything that the, we were putting into it. Kind of, like I said, with uh, how it can just seem to flatline for a while. Um, and so at the end of that spring season, uh, we played two tournaments. It was nice because we played two local tournaments, a Memorial Day weekend tournament that was local. And then the very next week, another tournament that was local. You know, they're both tournaments were 10, 15 minutes away. Um, so the first tournament had four games, second tournament, three games. So for those that don't know, I know it's a little different in, in different places, but when you start out, usually you start out in the, you know, the local travel area where hopefully all the games you're going to are at most an hour away. And at the younger ages, of course, even more so you get a lot of different, call them conferences if you want, we call them flight so like the top teams and divided up into if possible six teams you play each team twice for a 10 game schedule so like you have the top six teams in flight one and the next six in flight two so you know we were a brand new team going into the fall i think we were put in flight nine okay so um and then we stayed there for the spring but we weren't quite as as talented a team and so anyway, the reason I'm getting I'm getting to that is because when we went into the tournament. So in the seven games that we played in the tournament, four of the teams were or five of the teams were all teams that played at a higher level than we did. A couple of them played all the way up in flight four. Um and I think there was like one or two in flight five and one in six and one in either seven or eight. And I think we played a team from our flight. So the competition level was going to be tougher than we had for our uh, our league. And here's what I'm getting, assuming that you stick with something, even when you're struggling through adversity, and you continue to put forth the effort in trying to get better, eventually good things are going to happen. Okay, so we played our first game. We got to play on a Friday night. I think it was like the first time they had that. It was like an option. They had a couple games on a Friday night. So we played on a Friday night. We played... Um, one of the host teams who was a flight four team. So, of course, you know, I guess they, as a host team, they wanted to, to win. So they got stuck with, uh, you know, they figured that's going to be an easy win. Flight four, flight nine. Okay. Um, they were winning late in the game. We had a great 
uh, come back, scored a, we're down, I think, 2-1, like 10 minutes to go, scored a couple goals, won that game, 3-2. I think that's the first time all season we had scored three goals in a game. And the dam broke, so to speak, at that point. That was, it, like, they were, you could see as that game was going and they were in the game, knowing that they were playing a flight four team and what happened, they just the confidence was growing. They felt better and better about themselves. And winning that game, especially the way they did, was huge. And to make a long story uh, long, they rolled. They rolled from there. I mean, I think the second game they were down 2 nothing at halftime, but dominating, just couldn't score. And then we got one early in the second half, and boom, that was it. We steamrolled that team 5-2. Uh, and by the end of the back-to-back weekend of games, we had gone 7-0, and had scored 36 goals and gave, given up 7 like, remember, in a 10-game schedule, we had scored 13, okay? And in seven games, we scored uh, 36. We were we rolled everybody. Side note on that, that's what a lot of players were very unhappy with this whole participation trophy thing at that age because they're like, hey, we beat any and all comers. We played all teams. We played all mostly teams that were um, ranked much higher than we were, so we weren't sandbagging, and they all get the same thing we get. Some of my players were not too happy about that. But what I'm getting back to both on a team level and it's also true individually is understanding that you're going to have stretches where it just doesn't look like it's going well. And and first of all, the reason I mentioned the competition levels both in in our uh, regular season and tournament and this and that is so much of what can look like good or bad soccer at the younger ages is it's going to be determined a lot by competition level too, right? A so-so team can look like world beaters when they're playing a team that's much, much worse than them. And a, a good team can look not so good when they're playing a team that's just way out of their, their level, you know, much, much, my much higher level team. So the whole point being of, of this story is to not give up, to focus on what you're doing, to don't get so caught up in the current moment it's a long, long journey and development takes time and you're going to have ups and downs and you're going to have that, those plateaus where things just don't look like they're getting better. And sometimes they even look like they're, they're getting worse, um, which reminds me, let's, well, I got to see if I can find this. Hold on. Oh, I can't find the guy's name now. Okay. Well, I'll have to credit him. Uh, Next, oh, I think it's a doctor. I don't know how to pronounce this. Kalem, Kalam. Anyway, but um, someone sent me this the other day. It's quote. It says, a stone is broken by the last stroke of the hammer. That doesn't mean that the first stroke is useless. Success is the result of continuous efforts. And I think that's a life lesson, but I think that's also a, a, a soccer lesson. Okay, everything you do culminates in the result down the road, okay? You know, all of a sudden you have one of those those amazing games or all of a sudden, you know, you you get a hat trick because you just struck three perfect balls from, from this. That didn't just happen because of that day or the day before. It happened because of six months ago. It happened because of everything in between and, and that consistent, you've heard me talk many times about that consistent effort consistent training at 10 minutes a day on the ball, um, you, you know, 
even if all you know are four or five different patterns with the ball, but you're doing those every day and you're getting comfortable and com more comfortable with the ball at your feet. That is what makes you the player you're going to be six months from now, a year from now, two years from now. Okay. And you're going to go through tough times on the way and you're going to have those, those plateaus where it just doesn't seem like you get any better. And, and it's interesting. You have the ups and downs, but to me, it always seems like, and you have steady progress and you have, sometimes you have what looks like steady declines. And, but to me, when real progress is made, it seems to come in, in big jumps and that's the consolidation that that's like what the, 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 uh, the quote I just gave you, what the guy's saying about the hammer, right? It's, it's not that that last one just magically, that was the one stroke that was perfect and shattered the hammer, shattered the stone. It was all the ones leading up to that. And then boom, there's that leap forward when the, the stone shatters and you can see development the same way, steady, steady, steady. It looks like maybe you're getting a little bit better over time, which is what you want, but then there's a jump. Right. It's baby steps, baby steps up and down, maybe slowly going in the right direction. But there's always a jump. And then there's the consolidation. You may decline a little bit from that big jump, but you're still ahead of where you were. And then there's that kind of leveling off a little bit again, because your body and your brain and everything you're doing, you're consolidating your skill development and your understanding of the game mentally. And then it clicks and boom, you take another jump forward. So. I'm kind of rambling a little bit now. Hopefully you got something out of that, made a little bit of sense. Um, or I don't know, maybe it was just an excuse to talk about uh, my team because I still, I, I think in the, you know, 11 years, that was maybe the greatest run of soccer that they've ever had was those back-to-back -to -back tournaments. But um, all right, so I'm going to leave it there. Oh man, please. But first, you've got to check out impactsoccerperformance.com. Um, the feedback I've been getting on that is phenomenal. Uh, if you're interested in it at all in improving your athletic development, improving your speed, getting faster for the game, getting, you know, improving your agility, change of direction, explosiveness, strength, all that great stuff that you do need as a soccer player to add to your incredible technical skill to make you just absolutely unbeatable, please go check out impactsoccerperformance.com. You will not regret it. I'm going to leave it there. Thanks again so much for everybody that listens, that shares the podcast, that leaves reviews. It makes a huge difference. Um, I think we're up to 40 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts right now. So if you're listening on Apple, please go ahead and leave a review or a rating. I really, really appreciate it. I'm going to leave it there, and I will talk to you later.